Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. For God is working in you, giving you the desire, and the power, to do what pleases Him. Do everything without grumbling, and arguing, so that no one can criticize you. Living clean, innocent lives, as children of God, shining like bright lights, in a world full of crooked, and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. The Apostle Paul is saying, we must keep ourselves blameless, and pure, in the midst of the perversity, and sin, of the world. But the good news is, as we fellowship with God, He is the one, who gives us the desire, and ability, to do what honors Him. Before David ministers today's word, we want to thank you, for continuing to support our evangelism, and humanitarian relief efforts. Daily our staff in Ukraine, supply food and water, to the displaced. Visit our website, to read how we help those in need. Eurovision.org.uk Now, please join David, as he continues to preach, from the book of Philippians. So he goes on and he says, uh, do it without murmuring, disputing, be blameless, sons of God without rebuke. Uh -huh. And he must have been thinking about our generation without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. So right from the beginning in scripture, I mean, even when Jesus was born, the world wasn't perfect. In fact, when I look at the circumstances surrounding the 33 years of the ministry of Jesus, uh, Israel, where he was born, uh, born in Bethlehem, grew up in Nazareth, they were part of the Israel, but Israel was a captive nation. They'd been under the Greeks, now they were under the Romans. They didn't have freedom, and they were surrounded by all the sin and the iniquity of the Roman people. Slavery? Oh yes, the Romans had more slaves than they had people. <laughs> when I read of the population of Rome, uh, by far the greatest number of people in Rome at that time were slaves. But so Jesus actually lived in a perverse and sinful world. And that's what Paul is talking about. And he's saying that we have to keep free from the blame, from the, uh, from the attraction of the perverseness and the sin of the world. And in verse 16, he's going on, holding forth the word of life. You know, this is the message we preach. It's a word of life. Come on. It, it's life in Christ. And he really goes on to say that as we do this, he would rejoice uh, in the day of Christ. That, yeah, what he means is that when the Lord comes back or when he goes into heaven, that he would have not run in vain and labored in vain. And he says in verse 17, yes, if, I offered a, if I'm offered on the sacrifice and service of your faith. In other words, he's talking about his own sacrifice that he was. He was giving his life. And that is the theme as he goes on and he continues on that same theme. But he does just break off for a moment and 
if you look in, um, in verse 19, he then makes a break and he says, I'm going to send Timothy to you to, that he may comfort you. And he says something very interesting about Timothy. In verse 20, he says, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for you. In other words, what he's really recommending Timothy and saying, I don't know anybody else that I can trust with the message as much as Timothy. But, uh, and then in verse 22, he says, you know that his proof that as a son with the father, he has served me. So, yeah, Paul is saying, Timothy is like a son to me. And really what I want, he wants. But he does um, put in a little plea in verse 24. I trust that, I'm trusting in the Lord, that I myself also will come to you shortly. That was a very faint hope that he might be released from the prison. We know, of course, that he wasn't, that he was to die there in Rome, but he puts in, I am still trusting in the Lord that I might also come. Now, it does also show that Paul, even in death, was going to fulfill the plan and the purpose of God. Because as he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And that's why he could go to his reward, because he simply said, I fought a good fight. Come on, fight. I have kept the faith. And I have finished everything God has given me to do. I've finished the course. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, at the moment, although I'm 90 years old, I can't quite say that. Yes, I've kept the faith and I fought. I'm always fighting, <laughs> but I haven't finished my course. And that's why I know that I won't die and I'm not going to be sick and nobody's going to kill me or anything because I haven't finished the job that God has given. And you know how I've said before that when I was 17 and working in the bank to earn the money to pay my way through Bible college, which I wasn't allowed to enter till I was 18, I was crying out to God, oh God, wait for me, I'm coming. Don't give my job to somebody else. And age 90, I'm still saying, Lord, I'm still working. Don't give my job to somebody else. I want to be able to say like Paul, I have finished the job. It's done. It's done. My job isn't done. I'm only in the middle of it. <laughs> But then Paul just goes on to say in verse 25 that it's necessary to send Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor, and fellow soldier. You know, people don't seem to realize this with the Christian faith. Paul says, I fought a good fight. He refers to Epaphroditus as a fellow soldier but also a messenger, and that he did minister to me. But then it says in verse 26 that he was sick. And not only sick, but in verse 27, he almost died. 
but God had mercy on him. So you see, Paul was resigning himself to death, but Epaphroditus was to be healed because his job wasn't finished. How can I challenge you in the closing moments of this message? Are you certain that you know what God's plan is for your life? Can you say, no, I haven't finished the job God has given me? Or can you say, I have finished? For some, you have finished. My father died very suddenly, very unexpectedly, in a coma. But he had finished the job, and part of his finishing was what he passed on to me. I know I haven't finished, and I still have to continue. But are you conscious enough with two things? One, in obedience, that you are obedient to the heavenly vision that God has given. And two, are you so conscious of the job that God's given you that you can say whether you have finished the job or not. I haven't finished. And so, unlike Paul, I will say, yes, I will see you again. I am coming, I hope soon. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this program. You can learn how to apply the power of faith in your life through David Hathaway's two new teaching books, A Faith Beyond and Power Your Inheritance. Through these books, you will discover that with God, all things are possible. Order these books today. Visit eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. We've got to be changed, transformed, by the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. David Hathaway wants you to live in the fullness of the power of God. On our website, eurovision.org.uk, are many teaching articles, videos, podcasts, and the digital version of Prophetic Vision magazine, all designed to help you on your walk with God. Also available online are monthly newsletters, ministry reports, and updates on our humanitarian aid work with Russian Jews and displaced persons. Visit us online today. Eurovision.org.uk Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting Eurovision.org. UK. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism, and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.